Hey, Business Building Warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Today's episode is a rare two-parter. I was having such a great conversation with our guest today that we decided to split it in half just to make the episodes a little shorter so that no one has to sit and wait a full two hours in one day to hear all of it. We could have put it in one episode and because I know you can pause the podcast, but sometimes it's intimidating to see a longer episode. So we decided to split it in half so that more people would enjoy this without thinking to themselves, wow, that's a long one. You're going to be very glad that you joined me for today's discussion with Susan. Now, this is a first name only episode by request. We honor those requests when we receive them. First name only, no video. That's great. Some people have jobs or other life situations where they don't necessarily want their last name and their face out there on the internet. We can certainly accommodate that. No problem at all. That's what Susan requested today. Now, Susan has been playing around with e-commerce for quite some time, but she only discovered this community. As I'm recording this in late 2022, she discovered our community this past summer, about six, seven months ago. But she stepped in after having made some big mistakes before she found our community, as she goes into. It's common mistakes. We hear about these things happening frequently, actually. She jumped into private label, spent a bunch of money, couldn't make it work. 95% of the people who start out on Amazon trying to launch a private label end up failing miserably. That's our own internal estimations, but we've certainly seen numerous stories like that over the years. Well, that was her story too. So she was skeptical when she came into our group. She was cautious, but she started following the stuff we teach around here, listened to a few podcast episodes, jumped in. She's built a beautiful business as you're going to hear her describe today. She's in the process of automating some of her systems maybe hiring a virtual assistant to help speed things up. But what I love, there's many parts of that I loved about this two-part episode. Many of the things you're going to hear, and this is part one and part two, you're going to hear us discussing her numbers in depth, in detail. You're going to hear her discuss how she's finding her inventory, how she wants to shop online versus using retail stores. Should she use a prep center or not? And here's a cool number for you, not to dive too deep into our numbers, but at one point we did the math and we realized she's got a $50 per hour business at this point. She's netting $50 per hour for her time at this point, just a few months into her journey. And she's approaching the point where she'll be able to completely automate while continuing to scale, bringing in virtual assistants to do all the stuff for her. It's a beautiful model that she's built following the Amazon replens system that you've heard us talk about on so many hundreds of recent episodes of this podcast. Our students are talking about the proven Amazon course, following the steps, following the modules, building out a beautiful business and scaling it. So it was a delight hanging out with our friend today, Susan. And again, as a reminder, this is a two-part episode. So about halfway through, you're going to hear us take a little time out and then we'll jump back in our next podcast episode towards the probably the end of this week or a few days from now will be part two of this discussion. So enjoy. And if you want to complete the conversation, just jump forward to the next episode on the timeline and you'll hear part two of this. God bless you, business building warrior. Let's jump over and meet my new friend, Susan. So Susan, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jim. It's so kind of you to have me on the show. I'm such a newbie. I'm I'm six months in, so hopefully I won't embarrass myself. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I tried to reassure you and some other newer students about, Susan, is our listeners love that beginning portion of the journey. They can really relate to it. And we have a lot of people who are still trying to figure out if this is for them or not. So I'm excited right. to hear your story. Let's jump into it. 
Well, cool. Thank you. Well, so I, I guess probably I should start with, um, how I found sort of, you know, on or got the online entrepreneurial bug. Sure. And it was 20 years ago. And I decided, I looked around the house and I was like, you know, I've got so much stuff here. I just need to get rid of some of the stuff. It was just stuff, stuff everywhere. Yeah. You started with eBay then I'm guessing. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> and I sold, you know, my husband had a bunch of collectibles and stuff. I sold them on eBay and I did really, really well with it. But when I ran out of things around the house, I stopped selling on eBay. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't a career for me at that point. It was just a way to clear the clutter. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Put a few extra dollars in the bank. A lot of us yeah. started that. That's kind of a lot of how I started was selling some stuff that really? now that I'm married, my wife doesn't necessarily want in yeah. our house, you know? <laughs> And uh, that's how I started. <laughs> that's what happens. You know, you guys, you marry us and then we go, hey, I don't really like your stuff. Let's sell it. <laughs> hey, it and we're cool with it, man. Marrying the right woman <laughs> makes it all worth it. <laughs> oh, you are smooth. Yeah. My wife yeah. listens to some of these episodes, but I mean it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my husband would agree with you hands down. <laughs> I'm sure he would. But, you know, it's a, a, about, a, I guess, a, almost two years ago, then I, I kind of just remembered the, you know, how much fun I had selling on eBay. And I thought, well, I'm kind of coming into this later chapter of my life. I'm not 80 or anything, but I'm kind of at the point where I'm looking to transition out of my current situation and into something else. But, you know, I have, I have worked three plus jobs since I was 18. And I just don't see myself going, oh, okay, well, let's just, uh, you know, hang out and and every day is like a Sunday brunch kind of a thing. I, I have to work, you know. So I thought, gosh, I really enjoyed the eBay thing. I should check out selling online. So I started out with some YouTube research. And I think probably the podcast that I've listened to of yours, you know, so many people, they start there, they start on YouTube. Yeah. And, it's and I can just... probably write the next chapter of this episode, even though we've never, <laughs> I'll let you do it. <laughs> you know, I think you can. And I, I uh, so I, I get on YouTube and I'm looking around and wouldn't you know, right before I, you know, I hadn't found the pack course, but I did find was this awesome, expensive course on bundling. And I, I went through the course and my takeaway from the course was, wow, you know, I could get some products that are out there, but boy, really the way to go is to private label because I could get this stuff from China and it could be so cheap, you know, but it would be good quality stuff. I would make sure of that because I'd, you know, seen all the videos of like, how are you Yeah, because you're a quality? professional importer suddenly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Overnight from eBay 20 years ago to professional importer. I was, I was just right there. I don't know why I thought I could do that. Well, I, I know did. why. I know why. I mean, it, tens of millions of dollars were spent <laughs> on creating courses and marketing for those courses to convince people to go down the exact path you oh. went down. It's not your fault. I mean, it's Thank like you. we were inundated. Thank you. And, and Thank I was pulling my hair out the entire time and we were trying to shout louder than the people with massive budgets. But I mean, it had celebrities and everyone else selling oh. these courses that, you know, I, I'm imagining you paid somewhere between three and $12,000, depending on which course you bought. And half of that money went to the affiliate who promoted it. And yeah, YouTube was just you. full of people promoting these things. 
Yeah. I, I So now I'm going to blame you because you didn't find me before. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> Will you take the blame for that? Absolutely. I, I'm married. I, I know how to do that professionally. <laughs> I can't live with the shame. So if I could just take this burden off my shoulders and put of it course. on you. I can handle it. I can handle Thank it. You. Oh, Jim, I knew you were awesome before, but now <laughs> this really proves it. <laughs> well, and I also, you know, since you're, you'll be kind enough to do that, I also have a stockpile of private label products in my basement. Would you like any of those? I no way. Are you serious? Do you? <laughs> I do. You know, it's uh, funny. Um, so many I times. Did, I did baby products and there uh, there's a lot of trouble with baby products that I'm sure you already know about too. Oh yeah. The legal um, aspect. And, oh know. my goodness. You know, not only did I choose private label, uh, double whammy. I chose private label baby products. What? I went to get yeah. insurance and my head almost rocketed to the moon. They were like, oh, you have private label and you have baby products. You know, yeah. two million dollars up front for your insurance. You know, not that bad, but it felt like it. I was it's like, a, I it's a story we've heard so many times, Susan. For those who are maybe listening, you know, newer around here on this podcast, you can literally hear us talk about this hundreds of times over the past several years with guests who've gone down the exact path very similar path to what you did, Susan. And ultimately, you know, to cut straight to the end of the story, 95% of the time, they never made any money. They only sold a handful. They've still got a bunch of inventory. They're not sure what to do with. They tried everything, throwing good money after bad. And now they're frustrated. Most people just walk away frustrated. Some people say, okay, surely there's a better way. <laughs> Amazon is huge. People are doing this the right way. They dig a little deeper and yeah. they research and then they wander their way into a community like ours where we do things differently. Well, I've never, I've never been one to get knocked down that easily. You know, Good I, you. I, did ex- I did exactly that. I was like, okay, well, that was, that was the wrong way. <laughs> let's see. Let's see if we can find the right way. But yeah, so to your point, uh, and, and to just ex- expand on that a little bit, the little private label, I put together a, a baby proofing kit and um, I signed up for the Amazon Vine program. That's two hundred dollars, right? right? I invested, you know, I, I did all the labeling and the packaging and all of that stuff. And it took months and months and months. And to add insult to injury, when you sign up for the Vine program, not only do you pay them two hundred dollars up front, but you have to pay Amazon their fee to send it out free to the customer who's going to give you a review and. You know, and I got some reviews and stuff. And then finally, I just just kept, we had like a hundred of them sitting at Amazon. And I'll get off this in a minute, but it's, it feels cathartic to tell this. Yeah, this is a therapy session. I'm actually going to do the few episodes. I'm going to bill the uh, the guest. (laughs) Are you going to charge me for this? Because, uh, you know. I charge $42 an hour. So just be aware. Oh oh my gosh. Okay. That's affordable. Let's go. (laughs) So, so I had like a hundred of them sitting at Amazon. And we sold, I don't know, through the Vine program, we gave away like 20 and and I sold 10 and, you know, I kept having to knock the price down, price down, price down. And then I finally said, you know, this is hurting my IPI score. And I'm sorry, you can, if you could explain the IP, I don't know what IPI stands for. I know what it means, but what does that stand for? It's as your, far as what the acronym letters are, I don't know off the top of my head, especially yeah. the inventory performance indicator, okay. maybe something like that. But it's just basically a score that Amazon gives you based on, um, it's almost like the credit score for your selling account. You're right. how, there you go. how much Amazon <laughs> likes you 
based on how fast your inventory is moving through their warehouse. They don't like stuff to just sit around. Well, those baby proofing uh, products, private label products were so stinky. Amazon did not like me and they showed it in that number. So I was like, okay, let me recall these. So that was an additional expense because you have to pay a recall fee, right? When you're getting those products back. So it was the gift that just kept giving Jim and I'm now going to blame all of that on you because you didn't find me when I was doing my YouTube research in time. So <laughs> right. We should have spent a lot more money promoting our YouTube videos. You know, to this day, <laughs> our budget on YouTube is zero. Our marketing budget is zero dollars for all of our content, training, I've everything. I've heard you say so that. That we, is sensational. Just, it's just all word of mouth. You know, I've trusted that slow and steady process of word of mouth. I figure if we're going to create success stories, people are going to tell people and we'll just build that way. Uh, we may spend some money on ads at some point and get our stuff popping up on our competitors' YouTube videos and all that, but we've never even looked into it. It's just not something we do. Uh, well, so yeah, it's, we're not the bright, shiny object by any measure. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. It's like you say, the, the slow and steady wins the race. Absolutely. And, and you guys are so... You're just... Once, once I did find you, and I was skeptical at first because, you know, I'd already been burned, but, you know, I realized... Just in looking through the Facebook page of the group, that's so sensational. I mean, everybody on there is so supportive. You're so supportive. I can't believe how much you engage on that Facebook page. I mean, seriously, I'm knocked out. I'm just I, I truly just, enjoy it. I really uh, enjoy it. I can tell. Yeah, because, because I, once you've seen, uh, there's almost, you know, how some medications are habitual. They may be habit forming. Mm. Caution. <laughs> you know, there's nothing more habit forming than having people come back to you and say things like, okay, I was I was in a pretty desperate spot. I was yeah. pretty skeptical. I was scared. Our family, you know, my wife and I, if I'm going to be honest with you, you know, some of these um, moments I don't capture in podcast episodes, but they say things like, my wife yeah. and I were at a pretty rough spot. If things hadn't turned financially, I think that was the end of our marriage. And oh. you have people coming up to you at events or sending you messages saying those kinds of things and then saying, your content, your training, the things you said, that guest you had, that yeah. was, a, we turned a corner because of that. That is habit forming creating those moments in people's mm. lives. Like I can't turn it off. I just love it. I have a, a sense of ownership for this community and, and I've been doing it 20 years. So, you know, there's people from 15 years ago that are now close to your friends that had those kind of moments in this community. So I can't just turn that off. <laughs> I have wow. a hard time turning it off. Actually, you'll see well, me on there sometimes like I'll wake up in the middle of the night, got to jump in there, see if everyone's <laughs> how, how it's going. <laughs> I don't know if it's it, healthy or not, but, it, but you know, it's heartwarming for sure. But it, it shows, it shows, it shows. I, I can tell, you know, from day one of, of being in the Facebook group and also just listening to the Silent Sales Machine podcast, which I absolutely adore. Thank you. By the way, I adore it. It's just, it's such great nuggets of information. Every single one, and it's like, I've heard you say this, every single podcast and I, I promise I'm going to get to back to my story, but let me, let me give you a few more accolades here because you, you deserve them, Jim. You really do. <laughs> okay. But, it's almost uh, Christmas. I'll take them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Since you're taking my, my private label shame, but um, I get so many great nuggets from the podcast and you can, you can almost, I thought about this not too long ago. You can just write down the the tips that you learned from each of the podcasts, even with people 
saying, I'm new. I don't know anything. I don't know what I can provide. I've gotten so many great things out of people who say that, by the way. If oh, you wrote those all- are the best episodes. The people oh, who come gosh. in like, oh, I don't know if I have anything to offer or not. Right. <laughs> they just, I know. They just crush you with tip after strategy, after <laughs> tactic, after insight. Yeah. I learned something every episode. It's fantastic. Well, and so I, if you wrote down all the little nuggets that you learned, you would have an e-commerce book to, to beat the band. It, oh, for it sure. Just, every single one of those tips, they are just, they're just gold. No doubt. So, have you heard me talk about the guy that came up to me and said he, he owed me an apology? No. This was, uh, it's been a few years back now, but he came up to me in an event and he was kind of sheepishly approaching me and, and, um, <laughs> He's like, man, it's a pleasure to meet you. I appreciate and I enjoy your podcast. And by the way, Susan, we should let people know our Facebook group is completely free. Silentgym.com has a link, about 71,000 members in there. But he said, I've been in your Facebook group a long time. I've listened to a number of your podcast episodes. I've actually built a quite successful seven-figure business. But I feel really bad right now meeting you. Why is that? It sounded like a cool testimonial to me. And he said, Mm -hmm. I've never actually paid you a dime for anything. (laughs) I feel terrible. What can I... What can I do to make up for it? He, he actually said this. And I said, no, that's a beautiful testimonial. I love it. I'm going to share it with many people and share it from time to time, oh. if you don't mind. And that will consider that payment because I would love to be the guy in e-commerce that people say, yeah, just listen to his free stuff and you can yeah. succeed. And, and, and what I can follow up right on the heels of that, Susan, is saying, oh. imagine how good our paid stuff is. Mm-hmm. If you could take months and slowly kind of piece it together, just imagine what it's like to work with one of our coaches. Right. So so the right people were there, you know, pay a few dollars, speed up that learning curve. If you're skeptical, you've been burned, take your time. We're not in any rush. We're not going anywhere. I'm coming up on year 20. This is my life's work. (laughs) That is such a great story. And, you know, he's absolutely right. You could piece it together from the Facebook page. And you're right. You know, going through the, the pack course, which, which I will now talk about, but, but going through the pack course speeds the process. That's the best way to look at it. So much because I, I could, you know, I realized there was so, there's so many great nuggets on silent sales machine radio, so many great nuggets on your Facebook group page, all, all free just there for the taking so much information, so much knowledge, but I, you know, I think the pack course just speeds it up. So let me, let me tell you, I'll, I'll just tell you how I, how I got to the pack course. So I, I found your course while I was poking around online for e-commerce sales, you know, after I got popped in the nose with the, with the private label stuff. And I thought, okay, there's gotta be a better way. And I knew I didn't want to do private label ever again, or baby stuff ever again. And uh, everything I read about PAC, and I don't even know exactly uh, how I found it, Proven Amazon course is PAC. And the silent, silent sales machine looked great. But I remember thinking, gosh, $29 for a course, that just, that, you know, for e-commerce business, that just sounds too good to be true. Because as you pointed out, there's so many courses out there for thousands of dollars. And, you know, you basically have to mortgage your house to get one. And I thought $29, that's less than a dollar a day. But, you know, I kept researching you and the system and I found so many fantastic reviews that were hard to ignore. You know, Jim Cockrum is the real deal. There's no fluff or hype or, you know, all the good stuff that I now know to be true, by the way, Jim, because I've, I've been I've been in here a whole six months. But, you know, it's long enough to know this is a real deal and there is no hype 
and I've never been pressured. And, you know, I pay my little, what, 80 cents a day and I have gotten, <laughs> have a new business from it. It's That's been, fantastic. I love hearing you say it that way. And, and yeah, we absolutely could justify a price way higher. It's $29 oh. a month. It's actually in 2023, it's going up to $39 a month. Big oh my leap, gosh. right? Oh, but, you pirate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Ripping people off. But you know, we, we've got a big team. It's it, it's pretty impressive. God has blessed it. That's the only explanation I have, Susan, for, wow. for such a low price product that has so many moving parts and so many hands in the cookie jar, so to speak, of people mm. who are contributing value and benefiting from the value they've contributed. But it just, it works. The math just Good. keeps on working and we're helping a lot of people grow incredible businesses. That's the only measure that I use around here of yes. if, if it's working or not. Are we getting success stories from our students? And if we are, I know there'll be more students that come along and want to learn. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know what convinced me to spend my first $29 with you after I'd been burned and I was then all yeah. of a sudden, you're, you get super careful after you've a- done something absolutely. really you should stupid. Be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what was the convincing point? I'm curious. I saw that your course was taught at Missouri State. And mm. I thought, if this course is taught at university, that means it's met a university's guidelines. And they're probably mm. a lot more stringent than mine. So I was like, okay. And, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and besides, what was another 29 bucks on top of the thousands I spent? <laughs> That's interesting. It's always interesting to me that the, the little tipping point, the little trigger point that convinced someone to to take the leap for, for anything, really. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated by the, yeah. the psychology of marketing, I guess. Yeah, if, you know, if it's taught at a college, I thought, well, all right. So they they put it through the rigors because, you know, after you, after you burn yourself, which I had done, you get a little weary or, or yeah. a, maybe a lot more weary because you're like, oh man, if I could yeah. make such a stupid mistake. Actually, the professor who did it was a student in our community. And he he got so excited about the Proven Amazon course. He said, I've got to figure out a way to get this in front of my students. And so he contacted oh. us and said, hey, can we make some kind of a special arrangement? And now for the entrepreneurship program at Missouri State and a handful of other universities, including some where we've just made some donations to the students. Yeah, we, we love getting in front of students and helping wow. them understand the landscape of e-commerce. Just once your eyes are opened, and you oh, see yeah. the reality of what the possibilities are. We know we're we're pushing back against a culture that says, hey, launching a business means you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars and take big risks. And most people won't make right. it. Like, no, that's not true. We have a very different message than that. And, and we'd love to prove it to anyone who's ready to listen. Well, I listened and I'm so glad that I did. And I, I signed up and and then once I, you know, once I pulled the trigger, I got so excited and I, I started with Amazon Selling 101, which is a module. Yeah, it's the first um, module so, we encourage our new PAC students to jump into, yes. right? Good, and I, good start. I, I, lis- I listened to you and I started with that one. And um, and then I moved on to, I may have skipped around a bit, but I moved on to RA Replenish with Jimmy Smith, who's yep. fantastic. Then I took the advanced sourcing using Keepa with Brian Olson. Yep, one of um, our coaches. Amazing. But both of those guys, I, I, Jimmy Smith is probably afraid I'm going to start stalking him because I'm always like on his post, you are such a rock star, man. <laughs> just a, just a genuine, humble guy. Both yeah. men you just mentioned, just incredible. Good friends, yeah. teacher's yeah. heart, hard to turn it off when, when they're, bo- when we, they're both, am- yeah. they're both amazing. I've learned so much from both of them and, you know, and listening to the silent sales machine uh, podcast nonstop. So I, all of that, you know, sort of baking around in my brain. And 
I sort of tentatively started applying the lessons and and bought my first little batch of products. It was so exciting. And I sent them in. So that was June when I signed up for the course. And so it took me about a, a month of, of taking notes and listening and going back and going, oh, listening to the podcast and going, that's what Jimmy means, what that guy said right there. And that's what Brian means, what that guy said right there. Oh, I get it now. And then you start to get the the initials and the acronyms. You, you start to sort of feel in the know after these really incredible modules, right? So I, I started doing that. And I sent my my first little shipment on July 10th. I wrote down these dates so that, because, you know, they would otherwise go slap out of my head. So July 10th, I sent in my first shipment. And <laughs> I think I posted on the Facebook group that, you know, I got a shiny new heat gun and I got my stickers and I got all this stuff and I was doing my prep and, and everything. And I burned my fingers and I cut myself <laughs> These were just sort of like my my badges of honor, right? And I was so exhausted. And I thought, how do people do this? And how are they only doing it 15 to 20 hours a week? I don't understand this. And it wasn't until, you know, a couple of months later after I found my groove with it, I realized, oh, because in the beginning, I didn't know how to work the heat gun. In the beginning, I didn't know where the sticker went. So I had to shut everything down go on to Amazon, figure, you know, you have to, you do, you do a lot of stop start or shut down for 20 minutes, watch a YouTube video on how to do this uh, or go onto the Amazon page and read and read and read. And after a while, I was just doing it like clockwork. And, you know, what took me hours and hours in the very beginning was taking like 30 minutes. Yeah. There's a handful of skills for any business. This is the case. And I call it that period of intense focused effort where you're going to have to learn some new things and, and maybe a new tool, a new piece of equipment or a, a new software or, you know, yeah. and, and once you've learned it, now you got it. Yep. And a lot of the things, the beauty of this is as your business grows, Susan, you find yourself walking away and putting those things aside. I think it's important that you'd understand how to use them. I think everyone should use a tape gun at some point in their Amazon selling journey, <laughs> but not long-term. If you're still <laughs> using a tape gun 10 years in, or even I would say two or three years in, and you're still the one putting all the tape on the boxes, you're not doing it right. It's supposed to scale and you're supposed to be stepping away from the things that someone else could yeah. be doing. Only do the things that only you can do is a motto around here. But you oh, need to learn how to do these things. And well, that period you know, of intense focused effort, that scares a lot of people away. The first time they burn themselves on a heat gun or, or you know, <laughs> and that's not a necessary part. You know, keep this in mind too, Susan and listeners. We have many international students who have never seen or touched their products. Yes. Because they're buying and selling in the US and they live in like our coach, Joe in Slovakia. He's never seen or touched any of his products. He buys and sells in the US and uses a prep center. I've heard so many people on your podcast and in this group started and and never, never touched tape or boxes or anything. And I think that's so cool. I love that. They couldn't prepare a shipment if you made them. But I know. a successful Amazon business. <laughs> that's what that's what I aspire to be. I aspire to be a lady who lunches, not a lady who tapes. I don't want, yes. I don't want to do that long term. But you know, I I think going into this journey, I I took the mentality years and years ago. I read a book called The Nordstrom Way. And it kind of, you know, pulls from all these different sorts of things, but it, it rehashed the motto. If you're gonna, if you're gonna manage the kitchen at, you know, a fast food joint, you got to learn to mop the floors and clean the toilets, right? 
Yes. So oh, I love that. In, in Japan, they do that too. I've read of students that go to the university for four years to learn how to manage high-end hotels. Mm-hmm. And the first year, they're cleaning toilets and making right. beds. Doesn't matter yeah. what your grades were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love and that it, about their culture. They get it instinctually. It's, it's so important, I think, to know. I mean, I wanted to know since since this I decided, you know, when I when I went into this, and especially after I found the PAC course. I went into this knowing this is a long-term business for me. I need to know every single aspect of it because if I don't know how to put the tape on the boxes and package the things uh, for Amazon the way that Amazon wants it, I'm not going to be able to know if a prep center is not doing it correctly. And, you know, that came in really handy. I I actually, a couple of few months into to this, I found a supplier who would actually do the prep. And you pay them like 25 cents to do the prep. And I said, you know, hey, send me pictures of what you're doing. And they did. And it was fast. And I was able to say, no, you've got more than three inches on the sides here. You're going to have to, you know, pull that down. And, and I knew exactly how to tell them to make my shipment so that Amazon wouldn't ding me. So that that's why it was important for me to do it. And I, I'm looking forward to not doing it anymore soon. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Once you've got a profitable system, it makes yes. sense to start scaling back on some of those things. And I love helping people process through and think through because we've seen there's a right order and a wrong order to do these things. An interesting topic, perhaps, as we proceed in the episode, but I've certainly talked about it a good number of times on other episodes as well. Well, and I, I would love to get your insight and input as to, to when it will be time for me to step back from that. I, I mean, I've learned it all. I can do it. I mean, not all, but you know what I mean? I've I've spent enough time doing it now that I know the process. I don't know everything there is to know about it, but I don't think I need to at this point to be able to manage someone else to do it. So I hear you and I love that. And I'm going to let you tell me when it's time to step away. Yeah, I'll give you the, the brief uh, overview of that here when, uh, when we're ready. Okay, cool. So I also wanted to mention after I did the, um, the those few courses, I signed up for OA Simplified, which, you know, when it was first launched, because I thought, yeah, I I don't want to go into the stores and 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 do the the retail arbitrage. I really want to do it all online. So let's let's do OA Simplified. And what I learned from Jessica and Leah, especially when I combined what they were teaching in their OA Simplified course with what I'd heard on the podcast and Facebook, it really, everything really gelled, I think, at that point. I'd had enough base knowledge for what they were saying to really make sense and I was able to apply it right away. So just to to kind of tell you how how I I applied their information. So in June of 2022, I thought, okay, I, I'm doing this. I, I'm, I'm just gonna go. And I put uh, $1,500 worth of product, you know, my replens on a credit card. And in July, I put another $1,900. So I had $3,400 in uh, at that point on credit cards. And then, oh, you know, over the next couple of months, as I got more comfortable with the prep and sending into Amazon, I realized, okay, I really, I'm really going to have to, to ramp up my inventory purchasing, right? So I thought, okay, well, if I manage my money correctly with these cards, I know how much I'm going to spend on interest. 
And I just need to figure out how long it takes me to pay these cards back. So I didn't want to really, you know, go gung-ho, but I wanted to give it enough of an effort to collect some data. So at that point, I started focusing on my rolling 30 with this, you know, with this inventory out there going to Amazon pretty consistently. And on day 30, I hit uh, the $3,000 rolling 30. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is kind of cool. Total sales. Um, total sales. Yeah. And I I I was really kind of blown away. And I I remember posting it on the on the group and thinking, oh my gosh, okay, well, people are gonna kind of smile at my three thought, but I was so proud. And I was just like, oh, I wanna, I wanted to put it on the Facebook group so that I could look back and you know and have a record. Absolutely. <laughs> well, how how did the group respond? Let me know how they typically oh, were you encouraged? They were, so supportive. Absolutely. You right. you knew the answer to that. They were yeah. so supportive. It's rare. It's very rare that you don't get a nice wave of even when people oh, say, Hey, I just made my first $12 sale ever I on know. the internet and they post it in this, I you know. know, 80 kind comments. I love that about our group. They were so encouraging. I mean, I just you're right, because I posted that and um and then all of a sudden my Facebook little notifications is going, you've got 97 notifications and uh, notifications. And I looked on there, they're great. all hearts and people going, Oh, that's so great. And people clapping. It was so fun. So of course, you know, talking about uh, getting hooked on something like that, I was like, yay. All right. Well, when I hit my next one, uh, which was $5,000 that I hit on day 38, eight days later. So my 5,000 rolling 30 posted that same thing. Everyone was so congratulatory and, and, and just wishing me tons of success. And, and then I was kind of felt like I was off to the races. It took a little while. I got into small and light stuff. So it took a little while to hit my, I was going for 8,000 next. And I finally got worn out at day 81 where I hit 7,000 rolling 30. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to post this now. 7,000. That's good enough. But then nine days later, about day 90-ish, 90 or something, I finally hit that 8K rolling 30. So nice. I was like... And, and this is all just a few months ago. You said you started in the summer. Here we are in December of 2022 to give people a context. You know, So this is evergreen. Uh, so mm -hmm. we're just a few months into your journey and you're hitting $8,000 in sales on a rolling 30. And if I, if I forget to ask, someone always reminds me, what's your net margins for this uh, so far? 23%. I wrote it down because I knew you were going to ask me. Nice. I forget too sometimes, but there's always someone will remind me when I forget. So 23% <laughs> net margins on 8,000. That's pretty easy math. About $2,000 in the bank net after yeah. everything's said and done for, and how much, how much time are you putting into your business at this point? Like routine wise. Now there's that period of intense focused effort where you're learning some things right. and you're not selling much yet. But as far as like what routine is required to manage that, $8,000 a month in sales, putting $2,000 in the bank. At that point, what are you putting into your business time-wise? Right. Well, at that point, it really was the, I don't even think I spent 10 hours a week, you know, to kind of keep it rolling. Because once you get it, it's like a, it's like a big cold tractor and you're starting it up on a January morning, mm -hmm. right? And it just takes forever to get that tractor going. That was my day. That's a great word image. Really day is. one through 30, it just, mm -hmm. it is. And you, you're, it's so much focus and effort. And, and I was, I, as I said, I was exhausted. I started, sent my first shipment in, in July and we're now in July of 22 and we're now in December of 22. And I, in the very beginning, Jim, I thought 
I don't know if I have the stamina for this. And then at a certain point, it just started getting easier and easier and easier. And then, you know, by the time that tractor, that tractor was cranked up and running, it was sort of like, oh, wait, this isn't taking really that much time at all. So then I yeah. started to realize, I see how people are only spending, you know, 10 or 20 hours a week, some less. And, I and think building incredible businesses, now. doing it. Yeah. And, and, build, and just to revisit our math for a moment. I don't know if you, if you did this at, this at that point or not, Susan, but I like to do the math per hour. Please. I love doing the per hour math. Once you've got a routine in the initial stages, you know, you're losing money per hour because you've just bought the course, $29, and you bought Keepa, you know, $25, you bought your Amazon Pro account, $30, you bought a tape gun for the first time. So you've kind of, it's an investment initially. It's not the yes. tens of thousands of dollars that most people end up spending on private label, but you're spending money. But then you slowly, as you're learning, you start earning. And what I like to do, once you start putting money in the bank is say, what am I earning per hour right now? Let's take a look at this. So just a couple months in, you were earning $50 per hour based on the numbers you gave me, net profit. Woohoo! Not- I didn't do that math. And I can't believe it because I'm such a spreadsheet girl. I have every other <laughs> bit of information in a spreadsheet, but not that. That's so funny. Yeah. That was your net, you know, because you told me $8,000 at about yeah. 23%. I ran that up to 25%. So we're talking, you know, $2,000 in the bank. You're spending about 10 hours a week. That's about 40 a month, 40 into 2000, right? I love it. 50 an yes. hour. That's a good well, gig. That's very that's sustainable. It, if it stayed right there, that's a great side gig. That would change it, yeah. so many people's lives right there. But that's not the, that's, that's not the end of the story, obviously. But I just wanted to, that was a good kind of snapshot for us to take. I, I, I love that you did that because I think we can get, especially, you know, I mean, even me at six months, I'm still so brand new. There's have so much yet to learn. And I think we can get so caught up that we sort of forget to take a step back and go, I made $50 an hour. Yeah. Well, that's why we encourage journaling too. I don't know if you do that much of a journaler. I'm not. It's like dragging me. (laughs) I have to drag myself to do it. But man, it's so good because you'll look back at some point and there will be commas and zeros on these same numbers and the journey won't be any more difficult. Right. I know. I love it. I mean, it's getting easier and easier and easier. I mean, sourcing in the beginning was super hard. I remember sort of going out to the group and going, I can't find anything. And they were all so supportive. And they said, well, try this and try that. And and then uh, right after that, I got into OA Simplified and I was able to use that information and Brian Olson's advanced sourcing with Keepa to go, oh, <laughs> that's how, okay, I got it now. I want to spend a little more time on that OAS, the OA Simplified. And just, I don't know if you realize this or not, Susan, but for the listener's sake, by the time they hear this episode, we'll be just a few days away from adding that full course into the Proven Amazon course collection Uh of modules, which is dozens of modules. Basically, anything and everything that has anything to do with selling on Amazon that our team has ever created, any event or conference or course or module or anything, it's all in the Proven Amazon course. It's all in there day one. They are going, you, you, yes. I'm telling you that that course is awesome. It, it will put it, it all really together. Because it, it's a couple of moms earning six figures, selling six figures a month at mm-hmm. nice profit margins without ever seeing or touching their inventory. And it breaks down how they're doing it using the replens system, but shopping only online. That's what OA is, as I know you know already, Susan. But for the listener's sake, OA is online arbitrage or simply stated online sourcing. So if you go to oasimplified.com, there's a course for sale there. Don't buy it. It's free inside the Proven Amazon course as of early January 2023. We've seen some great feedback from that course. 
And uh, yeah, congratulations. It sounds like you were able to put it to work with some success. I don't know what your story yeah. is oh. with it, but it sounds like you're positive Gosh. about it. Love it. I love it. I, I just think, you know, if I had just, if I stopped at all of those modules that I mentioned earlier, I won't rehash them here. You can go back and, and listen to the modules that I did with the OA Simplified. If I just stopped there, and I've got some numbers to share with you later because I, I think I told you I'm a, a spread I'm a spreadsheeting maniac. So I am too. I love spreadsheets. I can uh, make them dance. I, I could have made a living that. just making spreadsheets dance. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And you know, I I took underwriting training. Oh wow! Pretty, so you are a numbers. You're more of a numbers nerd than I am. Pretty intense course. It was like a Harvard Business School level course because I needed it for my day job. I needed to be able to analyze deals and. Sure. Um, and there was this course available and I, you know, I went out of town and, and spent like 10 days just really immersed in it. It, it was crazy. You would have loved it. If you're a, a spreadsheet geek, you would have absolutely adored it. I did. I loved it. It was tiring, but you know, at the end of the day, it helps, it helped me to be able to analyze any kind of a business deal. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Or and, any decision, any decision, you know, any decision that's numbers based and basically, just a quick snapshot underwriting I'm, most people i'm sure are familiar with the word it's like in um in mortgage lending it's what there's somebody in a back office looking at you and your credit worthiness and all your numbers and all the numbers associated with that property and every single money thing that could be involved with that property and and seeing if that ship will float just exactly. cold hard data, right? Yeah. What What are the odds? You know, how much are we willing to loan against that asset, considering the risk of the person we're dealing with? Exactly. And it's funny because in the very beginning of this business with the replans, I had not put that hat on. I was still so mm. immersed in just trying to figure out, you know, if this was something I could do and. Mm-hmm. If it was something I wanted to do, if it was, you know, if it would be good for me long term, right? And I just hadn't yet done that. I thought, okay, well, I'll collect my data first, right? Because you can't really, you can't run a pro forma or a spreadsheet without data. Got to have the data or you don't. And I didn't have any except, you know, for that rolling 30 thing, which I got really excited about. And then I thought, okay, well, I'll do this for a few months and then I will step back and I'll analyze it, right? So, by the time I did that, I remember I made I made a new friend in this uh, in the pack Facebook group, and I told her I said I think it's time for me to do my step back moment because I have to make sure I'm not working for minimum wage here. <laughs> and you just proved I was not, but at the time I didn't know because I hadn't analyzed it yet. And so she and I had a, a really good laugh about it, and we you know went on and we were talking about other business strategies and everything. Just really, really a nice lady. And I've enjoyed getting to know her and and we help each other and encourage each other and share tips and strategies, which is another thing that's amazing about this community. But I remember hanging up thinking, oh my gosh, I hope I haven't accidentally backed into a money pit. And I didn't, you know, and I didn't know. So I took all of the data, my revenue, you know, the amount of money that Amazon dumps back into your account uh, at the, you know, every two week period or what have you put all that in. I had my spreadsheet of how much I'd spent on inventory and about that day 90 mark when I'd hit that 8,000, somebody on the Facebook group said, well, how much did you invest in inventory? And I 
was like, oh, I've got that right here. And I went to my spreadsheet and I was like, oh, 10,000, I forget what it was, like $10,800. And I put mm-hmm. that on there. And then I started looking at it and I went, $11,000? Have I gotten that back? Oh my gosh. But, ah. So I started to panic a little bit. Yeah, that's a little scary. I've spent 11000 and I'm excited because I've <laughs> sold eight. Right. But there's an important number we're leaving out here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know exactly where I'm going, don't you? I think. I hope. Yeah, you do. You do know where I'm going. I know you do because in, in all the, I'm sure the seasoned sellers know this. What I was leaving out was a very important part. And I and I think I got so worried about it that I couldn't, I couldn't see it at first. But I had... I had put in this $10,000 inventory figure and I stared at that for a long time and went, oh my gosh, uh, okay. But what I figured out after staring at this pro forma and slicing it and dicing it and looking and looking and looking, I went, wait a minute. Yeah, I did purchase $10,000 in products, but starting in month, in month three, it wasn't new money. It wasn't my money. It was the revenue that I was getting back on my Amazon sales that I was reinvesting. Right. And that and was the you key have a lot of inventory thing. that hasn't sold yet is the big and number. Got, exactly. So if you so just let was, this thing play out and didn't put another penny into your inventory and just let it sell at close to what you reasonably expect it to sell, yeah. you've turned that ten thousand dollars into thirty thousand dollars in sales. Yes, exactly. Round numbers, typically if you're following the system. Well, it was eye-opening for me, and I think to come to come at it from uh, you know, I, I was ashamed of myself that I had that moment of fear because I was like, "Don't no, just embrace it and go, and you know, be positive." Well, we had a recent Susan. You'll appreciate this. We had a recent podcast guest on here. She's who's married to an accountant, which is one step nerdier as far as business numbers are <laughs> concerned, right? From where you are, you know, uh, doing loans, uh, and, and she went to him kind of having that same nervous moment of wow, yay, look, I just sold, I think it was like $12,000 in a month. But oh no, I've spent so much more than that on inventory. Right. He took all the numbers to her husband and he looked at it, the accountant. He's like, are you kidding me? This is one of the most beautiful business models I've ever seen. Right, <laughs> like, right. You gotta remember to add in all that inventory, that unsold inventory has oh a value. Even if you sell it for break-even, you're way ahead, but it's not gonna sell for break-even because you've been researching this stuff. Right, right. He's And he's absolutely right. And you're absolutely right. And you knew where I was going. And that... These were the next numbers I wanted to write down for you because when I when I did the pro form, I was like, okay, I'm taking myself out of this equation. I'm going to, I'm gonna look at this from what I what I just said. It's like, oh, that wasn't that was reinvested money. That was money, you know, from inventory I sold and made. I'm at a 64% ROI is where I've shaken out on the stuff that's sold me so far. Yeah. Um, Good luck finding that with any stocks. It, right. And, but it gets even better than that because from July of 22 to September 22, what Amazon paid out was 4,700 bucks. Right. So early on, I said I'd taken the, you know, I'd put those two amounts on the credit card. So with interest, it was 3,600, but that was 1,100 bucks in profit. And I went, okay, if I made $1,100 on a $3,600 short term investment, that's a 31% flat rate return. Good luck getting that anywhere, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But then you go one step further because I have to, because I'm a spreadsheet nerd. I said, okay, but it only took me three months to get that back into my account. Annualized. I bet that's 122%. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's Annual amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Who's making that on anything they're investing in right now? Yeah, when you uh, hold up the replens model against any other kind of like investment model, you kind of take your time out of you take your time out of the picture, time invested in the learning curve, but you just look at the raw numbers. I yeah. built this machine, like you just said, that's producing a hundred and thirty percent annualized return on my money. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about that machine. Exactly. 31 flat rate, which anybody would just be like gangbusters crazy if it only, you know, happy about if it only came one time around in your life, but 122% annualized that I I can do over and over and over. And, you know, sometimes it's not going to be so great. I've I've got stinkers, you know, stinker reasons that, you know, they just tank or they do whatever, but you... You bake that into the mix. It's well, all let's fine. talk about the the ones that tank and, and kind of from, a, you know, since since you're good at thinking about this, you know, if, if you looked at a bank, if we took a bank and they have, let's say, a thousand mortgages that they've lended against and they know for a fact that X percent, I'm going to guess, you know, we go back to the to 2008 housing bubble when they were kind of forced mm. by law into making loans that they never would have made if they weren't back right. with the government. A story for another day, perhaps, but yes. a lot of their mortgages were stinkers. But if it was their own money they're playing with, they're only willing to risk a certain percent of, of stinkers. And that's the replens right. game. It's the same thing. Yeah. But when you know your worst case scenario for the bulk of your money, I don't care if it's $1,000, if it's $100 million, but the bulk of your money is sitting somewhere where your worst case scenario is you get your money back. Your best case scenario is a really nice 20, 30, 50, or even 100% ROI. Mm-hmm. great net margins in the end. That's the replens game when you're playing it right. Yeah, some of them tank. Yeah, some of them you sell at a slight loss. But you can start to get pretty aggressive if you know your worst case scenario is the bulk of the time it's a break even. That's your mm. worst case scenario to put your money out there and put it to work. That's the beauty of this. So for someone analyzing it the way you are, Susan, I think it's very valuable for people to to kind of start to connect the dots. Well, when I when I put my, you know, when I finally decided to put my underwriter hat on and look at it that way. And I figured, I figured out what was really happening. I thought, no wonder there are companies out there willing to loan money. I would loan money on, on this all day long. Yes. I wish I had some extra, hey, but check that's with me the in a year. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the epiphany that the Akrumi guys had. That was his story. He had made small business lending his entire career and had retired because they was just running out of good places to put the money. Right. Where he could reliably count on at least getting it back. There just mm-hmm. weren't that many places. He was done. He'd made his money. But then he saw e-commerce, got his interest, saw Amazon. He looked into a little bit, saw the replens model. Those guys do backflips. And they could oh. be investing anywhere. They love the Amazon replens model. I did a, a podcast episode. If you go to silentgym.com slash funding, silentgym.com slash funding, you can hear me interviewing and having a discussion with the founder of Akrumi, and they've got a large pool of money. They love putting into small businesses, but not just any small businesses now. They love the Amazon replens model for the reasons that we're covering today. Because it, it's, it's just it done right. It is super safe way to deploy asset, deploy your cash into assets that are going to come back. Worst case, break even. Best case, you're doing really, really well. Smart, smart folks. Because I tell you, if I had the extra capital, I would go to your uh, top performers, Jim, and go, hey, I've got extra money I'd like to lend you. <laughs> oh, and I'll tell you right now, our top performers have no problem finding cash. I bet. <laughs> Everybody wants to give someone. If you learn how to turn $5 bills into $10 bills, there's no shortage of people who want to line up and hand you a little bit of their money. 
Yeah, I bet. I bet. It's, it's, it's amazing. Well, so once I realized that you guys have great resources too, and I, I started looking at your resources. Oh, and just an aside, I, I just wanted to let you know that I put Jeff Schick on retainer. The Good. Uh, He's your legal expert for IP complaints. Yeah. And I got, you know, I got one of those shiny IP complaint black eyes pretty early on. And I was like, oh, let me just reach out to Jeff and uh, yeah. get him on retainer. And he's great. Yeah, you're Love wise him. to lock in with him because I know for a fact, and he laughs every time I say this, but I'm, dude, you're going to be so busy. You're so good and so inexpensive. Yeah. You're going to be so busy. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to raise your rates. But for it's, I think, $90 a month. Something like that, yeah, 89 maybe? You're right, 80, yeah. 89, it, 89. And, uh, Jeff, I know it's yeah. 89 because I have it in my spreadsheet, you see. It, it, to the penny. It's spelled <laughs> just like the razor, Jeff Schick, S-C-H-I-C-K.com. He's a guest on our podcast about once a week or so. I bring him on an episode just to give us tips and pointers, the latest Amazon Jeez. policy change. I don't like to say Amazon legal because then people think, oh no, is there big, scary legal issues yeah, here? No, I was talking no, to a student just... here today. So the only time legal becomes an issue when selling on Amazon is if you order a bunch of Chinese knockoffs from China, right. like uh, like Nikes or something, and you, you oh. sell them as real Nikes, like now Nike might sue you. Yeah, <laughs> right? you oh yeah. Double trouble. But the true legal issues are pretty limited if you play the game the way that it's the way it's taught, played above board. Uh, but no, there are the, policy issues and he can certainly yes. help you with either. Yeah, the, I, the IP complaints, which I got really worked up about in the very beginning. And then so many people in your group said, no, you just, there's a system that you follow and you just have to do it. And they're not a big deal. They're part of it. And I finally relaxed and went, okay, but I'm still going to hire Jeff so he can do it. And then I can just keep sourcing. (laughs) That's very smart. Yeah. (laughs) And you just, you kind of turn, that's the beauty of having a little extra cash and having a profitable system is you turn those challenges and those difficulties into just a little bit of money that you have to pay and you don't have to deal with it anymore. That's how I look at having Jeff on retainer. Yeah, well, I an, another service that I employed um, that that uh, pack you know it's in the the pack resources and tools section of your of your course area, uh, the student area is the uh, seven figures funding because once I realized oh my goodness there's there's so much money here and I would like to get more of that please but I'm going to need some more funding so I reached out to seven figures funding and. I got a guy named Ben Argyle, who is so terrific. So he was just so easy to talk to, so down to earth, gave me tons of, I mean, he really consulted me and it was very, I've been in, you know, the financial kind of world for a while. And he was just so down to earth and so great and tons of just free information, just consulting me. And saying, okay, so here's the, if you want to go here, because I I really outlined, I said, here's what I want to do with this business. And here's where I need to get to. How can you help me get there? And he really gave me a a step-by-step path to follow. Took me about 30 days to get, to get everything in, in line. Once I had everything in line and he kept in touch with me the whole time. We do it just touch base, you know, how are you doing on this? How's that going? Yeah, it's going great. I've, I've done this, that, and the other. And then when he pulled the trigger and got funding for me, we're talking about 0% interest credit cards for 15 to 18 months. Hello. Wow. That's phenomenal. Hey, before I let you go, just wanted to remind you that today's episode is a two-parter. So if you're listening to part one, you need to jump forward on the calendar a couple days. 
if that's possible, you may be listening to it the same day it came out. So you'll have to wait a couple of days, but we will have part two very soon. Check for it near where you just heard part one. As a reminder, you can go to silentgym.com, click on the podcast link. You will see all the links for all of our shows, along with all the resources mentioned, including part one and part two of our interview with Susan today. We'll have another great episode for you very soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.